Hello. Hello and welcome to Next Steps for Business. Previously, we've touched on social media and it's a huge area of different aspects that you can consider. So we've decided we'd take a different angle on social media. We have indeed. So I've lined up Anna and Anita from the Get Savvy Club to have a chat with us about some emerging social media channels as well as some of the existing ones. Fantastic. So let's go and hear from the ladies. Anna and Anita from the Get Savvy Club. Hello. 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 How are you? Good, thank you. It's great to have you here today. Would you tell us a bit about your business? Yeah, do you want to go first, Anita? Okay, so we are the Get Savvy Club, and basically we are social media coaches, so we help small businesses to use social media to attract their ideal clients to them. So we are all about attraction marketing, which is using content and using your profile and using everything online to make people want to buy from you rather than going out and cold selling to them. So it's all about the bottom line at the end of the day, using social media in such a way that you attract your ideal client and they send you a message saying, hi, I'd love to work with you. Fantastic. That's a very what a great way of putting it. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So how did you two guys meet or how did you get together with regards to uh, Get Savvy? I wish this was a bit more exciting. I wish it was like, you know, we're at this event and there's all these cool people there and we just connected and hit it off. But no, we were just on the school run because our daughters are the same age. So years ago, we bumped into each other. Well, we knew each other just from both taking our children into reception year so they went to the same school we lived on the same street actually but then we both moved from that area but as you do connect on Facebook so social media works we kept connected on Facebook and what happened was because I was running a number of different businesses but I was quite prolific on social media doing a lot of lives and talking about the networking that I was doing Anita decided to leave her corporate rat race job and go it alone and reached out to me and asked some advice on networking and where to go. So we had a coffee, pointed her in a direction, but because we obviously bumped into each other a few times after that. I was. Yes. I was literally that person that looked around and thought, right, I need to do networking. I don't know where to go networking. I don't want to waste my time. So I need to find someone who does networking. And I saw Anna on social media talking about different networking meetings all the time. So I texted her and went, hi, haven't spoken to you for five years. Remember me? Fancy <laughs> coffee. And Anna, being who she is, went, yeah, sure. So um, that's how we kind of reconnect. So we weren't really friends before. We just knew each other, didn't we? No. Well, the thing is, we were total opposites, really, because like you're, well, I know now I actually know you, Anita, I know this is not fact, but you always seem to come across very organised at the school, like <laughs> on the school run, and I'm the kind of person that never knows when Red Nose Day and is and that kind of stuff, and because you always have to get off to your job, and because at the time I was on maternity leave, I think, as well, with my son, then, you know, we just, we just didn't really chat that much, really, but then we just kept bumping into each other, obviously, at the networking meetings, and there's a lot of synergy in our visions. We're very different people, but we have the same sort of ethos in the way to do business and our skill set complements each other very, very well. So we thought, oh, we'll try a bit of a project together. And then it kind of took off a little bit like you two, actually. And we used to kind of <laughs> yeah. you know, started to start a project together and it's taken off. So, yeah, it started out as we're going to do like just something. We weren't too sure what. 
Yeah, so Get Savvy Club started off as kind of Get Savvy with social media. And we were kind of playing with the word savvy and social media. And it was going to be just mm-hmm. an online course to teach you how to use social media that we were going to do together and then still do our own thing. And it just snowballed, really. And we came up with the Get Savvy Club because we wanted it to be not just about social media, but about the best online method of attracting clients. And that is social media at the moment, but it might not always be, and it might not always be mm, Facebook yeah. or... Or if the business leads somebody to not use it, well, obviously use social media, but it's a marketing business, ultimately yeah. Get Savvy Club is. Well, actually, I always say pretentiously that it's a movement, not a business. <laughs> so but it's about actually helping people grow their business, well, attract new clients, whichever way is the most successful, easiest way of doing it at that particular time. So who knows what it will look like in a year, three years, five years, you know, as because the world changes so fast and evolves. And because we're literally the type of people that love to try new things, always like, oh, what, how does that work? How does this work? We kind of go out, make the mistakes, I guess, and then feed it back to our clients so that they don't have to. They just follow the path of least resistance, what we've sort of tried and tested. They can just follow the bits that work. Wow, that was an answer. <laughs> so <laughs> fantastic. Thank you. I love the fact that you actually mentioned that social media may not be something for the future that we really appreciate you know the forward thinking sort of view on that for you guys but just for the moment let's just focus on the social media and that do you have a favorite platform or should we say three favorite platforms and if so why i need to go first because she has a standout favorite i definitely do linkedin is definitely my favorite platform because it just doesn't quite have the noise and the dross and the um, mm. it's not as prolific as Facebook. Facebook, you still get, you know, all that rubbish and trolls, more trolls, whereas LinkedIn is more professional. It just seems to be nicer people who don't want to just waste your time. But my kind of bugbear, if you like, is that so many people think that LinkedIn is business to business. So they've got, I don't know, beauty business or a dog walking business or what have you, photography business, and they think that they shouldn't be on LinkedIn. And they absolutely should because LinkedIn is full of, what has it got? Something like 28 million UK adults on there, half of whom are earning £45,000 a year plus. Wow, that's a statistic, that is. So, you know, these people need dog walkers. They need beauty treatments. Yeah, they need all this stuff and they're busy and they don't want to go shopping around for it. So if someone's coming out with great content, talking about how they do this stuff, they are going to appeal to them and they're going to get business through it. So, you know, it's a fantastic platform and it drives me mad that people won't you know, give up 20 minutes a day to get on there because it would definitely work for any business. And I love it where we work with our clients and they get it and they go, God, yeah, I love it. And it's dead easy. Because when you Mm. find something easy and it works for you and you make money from it, it's a pleasure to do it. Mm. So people only hate social media because they're plugging away and not getting anywhere. And that's why they think it's right pain. But as soon as it starts working for you and bringing you in money, you start connecting with people and and all of that, then it's a pleasure to do it every day. So yeah, LinkedIn, definitely. Yeah, funny enough, I just shared a post about it on LinkedIn, actually. I was a podcast guest on a window cleaning guy's podcast about, it's for window cleaners. So I was on that talking about LinkedIn tips, so that's a bit random. It's called The Apprentice Window Cleaner, so I was on his. I've known him for a number of years and he just started this podcast. But for me, I don't really have a favourite. I do really like LinkedIn for the reasons that Anita said, but I am literally like anything new I'm on. So like I'm messing about with TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I run the Instagram accounts for us, the, you know, Facebook. The only one I'm not massively on board with is Twitter because it's very gossipy. It's not, you know, yeah, go on there if you want to complain about the latest politician that's done something wrong. 
it's got that vibe about it and it's it's got a lot of trolls it's really transient as well you've, you've got to be on there too long and, and it's so fast you can't make a huge impact on it business-wise some do you know larger brands do and apparently the ads are quite cheap on there but for me linkedin instagram and facebook is where we direct our clients because that's where most people are right now so as we say let it be easy but i am messing about on tiktok because once i've worked out an actual true way of monetizing it so that actually you can get clients from it then i'll share it with our, our members our savages as we yeah. call them <laughs> but at the moment i'm just messing about doing silly silly dances on it and like and, but not just dances I'm, i am doing things that are talking about social media and attracting clients and we have had leads from tiktok but that's only because i've dragged them from tiktok onto instagram right now but it's about working out different ways i mean you'll be able to pay influencers to do your tiktoks that's a great way but depending what industry you're in the type of businesses we help the small to medium size you know entrepreneurs business owners that actually have to work in their business every day. So they haven't got time doing huge social media campaigns and throwing loads of money at it and loads of time at it. So we try and, you know, everything that somebody who's an entrepreneur needs to do, they should be able to do it within an hour a day, the social media that we teach. So I'm genuinely interested about TikTok. I don't know a lot about it. To me, it seems to be very much orientated towards the younger audience. And it seems to be Snapchat. Now, I know Snapchat is still used by some members of the public. But to me, that seems to have gone down or is it just my awareness has, has sort of dissipated on Snapchat? You know, so TikTok, it seems to be going up. It's not used as much Snapchat, yeah. TikTok's growing massively because it's just the way that they run the algorithm and things. You can feasibly get so many followers in such a short space of time and the reach is phenomenal. And do you know, like so many people, once they get on TikTok, spend a lot of time on it because it's very addictive because you watch one video that gets into the other that gets into the other and what platform do we go and jump on and then just lose like an hour like not not everyone does that I, I hold my hand up as being one of those people that have done that and then been like god is that the time exactly so um <laughs> you can capture you can do that on youtube i've done that where you fall mm. down a rabbit hole I like my diving, so I'll watch something about sharks. Then the next thing I know, I'm watching something else. So I have I think the difference you find with TikTok is because they are such short little segment videos, it goes far quicker because uh, you're looking at a 30 or 40 second like clip of something and you can yeah, get, yeah. yes, quite sucked into it. The maximum is 60 seconds on there. So, and they're usually in 15 seconds or 60 seconds. And so you just on the next one, the next one. But, you know, you can, the hashtag are great because. People putting like hashtag over 30, hashtag over 40. And once you start hashtagging about the stuff that you're interested in, it's clever and it starts showing you more of that. And I think lockdown has helped massively for TikTok. So there's lots of uh, yeah. homeschooling moms on there that are finding their solace by getting on TikTok and actually just connecting with each other and, you know, going through the pain of, you know, homeschooling. Plus filming TikTok videos and then using them on LinkedIn and other platforms as well. Mm. Yeah, see, that's what I have been doing and finding a lot of value on because. People mess about a lot trying to edit videos and whatnot. And this, don't forget, it was created for kids, so it's really easy to use. So you can create a snappy little video in no time using that app. Might not even post it on there, but you can then download it, save it, and use it for other things. So it's not to be sniffed at, and it is interesting. I perhaps shouldn't be confessing too much on here, but my biggest exposure to TikTok is some of the ones that people sent me through WhatsApp. Now, I am a (laughs) prolific WhatsApper. I really am. And I've normally got about 12 to 15 conversations going on at the same time, you know, with various different groups. WhatsApp groups are great, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you'll have individuals and groups 
And then sometimes you've got groups that overlap, yeah. so you have to be careful what you send into one group. <laughs> and you're bound to offend somebody in another group. I've only done it once or twice. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, when those TikTok ones come in, and I always wonder where they're at, but it's normally three or four people. It's normally mom and dad with the kids or whatever doing yeah. some sort of dance move or something. How can you turn that, and I know you said you're starting to look at this, Anna, but how can you turn that into your window cleaner who's going to be able to increase the size of his round or some of you makes exhausts? How can you make them more money with TikTok? Well, the way that you can do it is you really need to drag them off of TikTok and get them onto Instagram. Or if you're a window cleaner, you could create a TikTok video, but then you share it on your other platforms. So you share it on LinkedIn, you share it on Instagram, or you send it to someone on WhatsApp. So that's the other great thing about TikTok. You can literally do your video. If you love it and you want to send it to a WhatsApp group, you can just press one button and it goes straight. It all connects really, really well. It's really easy to use. So I think the main way right now, you can't necessarily monetize it inside the platform that much, but is actually getting the people on the platform over to other ones or sharing what you create from that platform elsewhere is the main way. But there's influencers, there's people on there with millions and millions and millions and millions of followers. So if you could connect with those influencers and get them to promote your product, if you had a product, then actually your product could blow up. So if you look at what's the top 10 songs are right now in the charts most of them have been heavily influenced through tiktok so if somebody creates a tiktok dance that goes viral then that song will get really i mean i think it was blinded lights was at number one and that's it's a really popular dance on tiktok so my daughter will often say that's a tiktok song but i'm like yeah no the song came first <laughs> then obviously you know it's not a tiktok song but maybe tiktok helps it get <laughs> to where it kind of is so you know you find that as well so it's good for that industry just picking up on some of the messages you're bringing out here. So Instagram, I use Instagram both for some of the stuff that I take as a complete amateur photographer, love uploading some of my images and sharing it with some of my mates. And then I also support my diving club. So I get some of the different members to send them, you know, videos or stills that we've taken underwater and we share them around and we connect with a lot of other similar interest people. But I've never made that step from a business point of view how do you make money out of using Instagram then? Or at least generating sales or leads? It all depends what business you are in, really. But it's about creating great content that's relevant to what it is that you want people to know you for and positioning yourself mm. as the experts and using the correct hashtags too so you'll get found. So Instagram's quite hard to actually get found or people to see. But you'd be surprised that like, maybe a lot of the people in the diving club that you support might not even know the thing that you do in business because you've just never had that conversation or... But if you're talking about what you're doing, but in a way where you're going to help people, not just banging on about what you do, but kind of sharing content of how you've helped people and interesting things, stories are the best way on Instagram because you could have, it's like your own mini reality TV show during the 24 hours. Now, at the minute, I must admit, my life is pretty boring because it's lockdown. So if I'm not doing something actually tangibly work-related, I'm homeschooling with the kids, there's not loads more than that. Walking, you know, it's not huge, but before this lockdown, Anita and I were literally everywhere. Like we were always going to different places. It was, so the randomness was just well, it's just say my life's pretty random with people that we bump into, things that we do. So you could kind of just take pictures and showing what you're doing, and people can know, like, and trust you a lot faster because they can see you. I mean, you can still do it even if your life's relatively boring because it just gets people to know that you're you're showing up and you're doing the work every single day and know you for that thing. But yeah, stories are great because they disappear in 24 hours, so it's not evergreen 
But also by keeping all of that separate, you're kind of one dimensional in terms of diving, photography and your work life. But by bringing it all together, you become a three dimensional character. Mm -hmm. And like Anna says, you know, we don't buy from anybody online unless we know, like and trust them. And by saying, here's Mm -hmm. my hobbies, here's some of the things I do, here's my passion, here's my interests, people will start to know you and like you. And then by talking about what you do professionally, not selling all the time, but just including that in there. It's just like, you know, if you get to know someone at the pub, you'll talk to them about various things. And at some point you'll say, what do you do for a living? And, you know, say, I don't know, they're a will writer and eventually you need a will. You'll go, oh, you know, that bloke I know at the pub, he's really nice, knows his stuff, get on really well with him. I might ask him to come and do my will. So it's the same online. So it's social media. It's not like a selling platform where you keep everything separate. You put it all together, you'll then build relationships with people from bizarre starts, really, that, you know, they like your photography and then they understand what you do in your business and then eventually might want to work with you it's, you know who knows yeah and it's weird what people how people connect with you in what way like something that you might not even necessarily think is a positive about you but you shared or whatever or something you've been through and then somebody identifies with that and then the next thing you know they're a client because they felt that connection at, at that time whatever that thing may be so we actually spoke at the start of the year at, at quite a large event and I, I do believe it's because I happened to mention in one of my posts about my brother had been in rehab and he'd just literally done a year, he'd been sober for a year, and I put a post about it out there. And the woman that was organising the event, unfortunately, her, her brother died of alcohol poisoning when he was 48. So I think oh, I'd already asked her about this event, and she kind of politely said, oh, you know, we, we, we're fine, we've got the speakers. Then she saw that post, and then she reached back out and said, actually, do you want to speak it? So, and I do believe it's because she, she felt that connection. And I didn't do it for that reason. I was just mentioning about my brother, but I do think because she thought, all of a sudden, now we're the same or in similar sort of boats, if you like. And we, we have a client, a guy that we know, he mm. was saying, oh, shall I talk about my astronomy? And we're like, of course you should, because there'll be somebody out there that also is into astronomy. And then when they need your services, they'd rather use somebody that they've connected with in a different way. You know, we're not all just um, faceless people in suits anymore, are we? Yeah. To be fair, the same principles apply, but obviously it was more of a kind of you know, who knows who sort of scenario. And it's like when I used to go to business meetings when I was a recruitment consultant years ago, even before LinkedIn, and you'd make the appointment on the phone yeah. and you'd go and you'd see them and you wouldn't have a clue what they'd look like. You don't know anything about them. And you walk through the door, you shake the hands, you're probably surprised because they're not what you imagined on the phone. Obviously, now we can all see what each other looks like and what we're about. And then you've got that next, however long you're going to be there, half an hour, hour in that meeting to build rapport and it's the same thing get them to know like and trust you and you you know basically for me for example let me as a recruitment consultant fill their next post as opposed to somebody else and it's about what commonalities are there so I used to scan the room are they a football fan if they are you know even better if they're a Leicester fan and like fast track that somehow to get that rapport to get that business but whereas now it's a longer game and people have got a chance to know like and trust somebody um you can make it faster by the post that you put out that's all it's similar but different and it's about getting your head around it really and making people want to come to you yeah people are always surprised by it because it's about perception and our generation we weren't brought up like that so we don't naturally do it I remember I went out for dinner not that long ago well before lockdown obviously with my husband and we went to Pizza Express where you sit quite close so we were sitting there table for two not too far away from table for two for two young girls in their 20s and we kind of got our meals at about the same time and Mark and I instantly stopped chatting and start digging in they instantly get their phones out and take a picture of it and it's just that different generation isn't 
isn't it? Oh, yeah. And they're used to documenting their life. Yeah. So for us, it's a change around. You know, and I don't say you should put photos of your dinner on. That's a bit to the nth degree. <laughs> However, showing who you are on social media is really important. So our clients sometimes kind of like, well, how is talking about you know, what my favourite biscuit is going to get me business on social media, but it's about trusting in the whole process. You know, we have a 90 day programme and it's 90 days for a reason because it takes that long to get your own head around it and to start, you know, consistently showing up and understanding all the different types of posts you should be going out there with. But yeah, it is like a change in your own perception as well as everything you do as well. Wow. Again, ladies, that's fantastic coverage. So a lot more than I was expecting on that one. Brilliant. So businesses that are trying to get started with social media or up their social media game and get better at it, how are they best to go about starting that process? I think what they should do is they should have a little look at, well, sounds awful, but have a little look at their competitors and what they're doing and think about what platform, if they're already using a platform socially, so if they're already on Facebook or they're already on LinkedIn doing something, perhaps start there because it's overwhelming to go from not really doing social media much in your business to setting up a TikTok account, an Instagram account, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, it's never ending. So just choose one that you're already familiar with. If you're not familiar with any, go for LinkedIn because, you know, that's quite straightforward to work out. You can connect with people that you've worked with in the past, currently now. You can build your connections quite quickly on there. So go for that one. But if you are already on one, start there and then start really thinking about who your ideal client is and how you'd like to attract them and go look at your competitors and, and what they're doing in social media to kind of give you some ideas and maybe some inspiration as to what route you'd like to go, I guess. Yeah, and connect with us on social media and, uh, you know, look at the kind of things we're doing and um, join our Facebook group, which is free. Get Savvy Club on Facebook and we've got loads of free training in there as well. Yeah, we do a free training on Tuesday lunchtime. So people are more than, you know, we're more than happy to have people to come in, just check that out really and take advantage of all the free stuff that's actually in there. Excellent. That's fantastic. Ladies, thank you so much for your input today. Personally, I feel as though I've learned quite a bit, especially about TikTok. I am on LinkedIn and do use that. Whether I do it skillfully, or perhaps that's a chat we might need off the microphone. And then also giving some thought about Instagram. I love the fact that you mentioned about the know and trust, you know, or know, like and trust sort of area. Funny enough, we talked about it when we spoke with Andy Neal on the sales process. And we've talked about it a couple of other times. So I guess at the end of the day, this is all about building up your online credibility, just as though you would be if you had your own real shop and you were the shopkeeper, people coming in to buy whatever they what was, you eventually build up the relationship where you can ask them and say, right, what I'm trying to do is hang this particular picture, what sort of nails or hooker should be using, because you trust the shopkeeper, and that's what we're trying to do here, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. And we say social media is your shop front, your shop window. Your profile is your shop window, and how you show up every day and the content and the consistency you have, that's like your the equivalent of a shop. Mm. I have to say, those people who come along and just come in and squawk for three days and then clear off, there's nothing more annoying. So um, that consistency, I love the fact that you brought up consistency. Excellent. Yeah, people showing up when they've only got something to sell. It's like when people have an email list and they only you they don't email at all and then they'll randomly yeah. email you just because they've got an offer on or they're selling something. I'm on like a printer's list and they do that all the time. You don't hear anything from them and then when they want to, sell you like a, a whole bunch of a5 leaflets at a discounted price you get anywhere. yeah you don't hear anything other than that they're about as welcome as a friend when you're in the chair at the bar and they come up and they suddenly start wanting a drink when it comes to their round they've cleared off haven't they it's the same sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah. The loo. Well, yes, yes. 
But again, thank you so much for your time today. Honestly, that's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, I think, Marie, you've learned quite a bit as well on that one. Yeah, I think we could have probably carried on talking for another hour or two because it was so interesting and insightful. So thanks very much, ladies. That was great. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, perhaps we'll try and get something organised in the diary for a future. I'm sure there's 100 more questions. But thank you again. All right. Take care then. All right. Cheers for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Next Steps for Business. Please use the subscribe button so that you do not miss out on any future episodes. Visit us at www.nextstepsfor.biz That's 4FOR.biz Send in your questions and any feedback that you have to info at nextstepsfor.biz Otherwise, contact us via our social media. You can find us on Facebook at Next Steps for Business. You can also find us on LinkedIn at Next Steps for Business. And you can follow us on Twitter at NS4Biz. That's NS, the number four, biz. Thank you.